0: This is VC Projects Podcast, and today my guest is Barbara Flood, an absolute New Yorker who grew up in the fashion field and has a career in modeling, acting, styling, and life. Thank you so much for joining oh, me, Barbara. Oh,
1: pleasure, Victoria. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Wow. Well, I've, I've seen you in pictures. I've seen you in film. Um, I've heard about you, I've read about you, um, it's such an honor oh, to meet you in person. Thank
1: you so much. It's such an honor for me to be doing this podcast. You know, I'm not a techie, so all of this is new to me and I just love it.
0: I oh, love it. great, great. Well, where, where can we start? Where's the beginning well, of your Well, I'll tell
1: life? you. The beginning of my life is my parents are, were both born in Europe, in Poland and Warsaw. They came here when they were very young. Um, they got married in New York. I was born in New York and my dad was in the fashion business. So as a a young child, I learned about clothes and everything. I mean, he had a a company called Barbara Carroll Knitwear and Barbara Carroll was my name. And interestingly enough, when I first started modeling as a very young girl, he wanted me to model his sweaters. And the problem was I I I didn't have very big tits. So I'm sitting and doing Barbara Carroll knit with my arms open, and you could just see an absolute flat chest. That was the beginning of my modeling career. Uh, My dad had wonderful designers like Bonnie Cashin and Anne Fogarty, and he, he was a very stylish... He was very tiny, but he was a very stylish man, as was my mom. She was born a redhead, and when she turned white her hair didn't turn white turned platinum so she she and they were wonderful people very exciting very interesting so I grew up in an atmosphere of uh, film music culture and when I got met I got married at a very young age and marriage I think was absolutely not for me so uh, I decided to go on and have my own life Um, And so I went into a modeling agency by the name of Eva Brené, and I said, here I am. And she said, I'll take you. And so that's how I zoomed right into the modeling industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got divorced, I started working full-time, and I had switched to another agency called Mannequin. And we did all the runway shows. And so I was very lucky because I got to work with wonderful people like Oscar de la Renta... Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. um, Mark Jacobs. My favorite designer was Rudy Gernreich. Yeah. And Rudy Gernreich was uh, a designer of the 60s. Mm-hmm. He invented the topless bathing suit. He invented all the no-bra-bras that everybody's trying to do today, like mm-hmm. Donna Karen did, you know, and like Kim Kardashian has a whole line of this kind of thing. But Rudy was there from the beginning. And we all you know, even though I had little tits, he seemed to like them. And so he, you know, he put me in a lot of topless things. So along with Peggy Moffat and Leon Bing and Ellen Hart and myself, we all wore those topless bathing suits. And the New York Times printed an article saying, "Uh, the Times has gone out of fashion this week because... Everybody's walking around without any tops. So it was a big to-do and everybody knew about. So, uh, and from the modeling, I had studied acting in college. Uh, and I always wanted to act. And I met and lived with, for a period of time, a director by the name of Henry Jagum. Mm-hmm. And he started putting me in his films. Uh, and so I had the experience of working with Orson Welles wow. and Tuesday Weld and Jack Nicholson. Oh, and uh, it was a very, very exciting period. But the best part of my life came when I met a guy called Stanley Dorfman. And Stanley Dorfman, I met him through Henry, and it's too long to tell the story, maybe on another podcast or Okay. Well. But Stanley Dorfman brought me into the world of music, which I'd always loved. Mm-hmm. But he, he was an incre- he is, not was, an incredible director of music. And he started his life as a painter. And when I met him and heard that he was a painter, when we went to England, I came and brought back all the things I could find from his and started to sell them. And then I bought him an easel. Mm -hmm. And he hung his Calvin Klein underwear on it for a couple of years. And then he started painting. Mm -hmm. And he became a fantastic... He was and is a fantastic painter and fantastic director. So my life combined theater it combined music it combined art Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so I've been very lucky to have those experiences in my life and people always said where did you get this and how did you do that so I used to bring my own stuff to modeling gigs you know they Mm -hmm. said bring your own shoes bring your own jewelry so I thought it might be an interesting time to try to help people Mm -hmm. how to be, be more themselves and how to dress well for them. Not for me, but for them. Mm -hmm. So I've had uh, a styling career of which I have a boutique and I sell a lot of vintage clothes, but I've had a styling career where I've been able to take somebody who didn't understand exactly what it was about and give them their own sense of self. Mm -hmm. I've also had a career, even though I don't charge for it, of talking about life and problems with a lot of friends so my phone rings at two in the morning and we have a session and so it's a free session but it's like they say is the clinic open and I say yes it is and then we go on and we we talk about everything so it's not only fashion and art and music and film which I love but it's trying to make the community better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my own little way and trying to help, it's mostly women, although I've had some guys, trying to make women feel really good about themselves and having their own individual lives. So it's been a very full-time, and I expect it will continue to be a full-time as well. And,
0: and, and what, so what, what feeds you? I mean, you seem... It has to be, you have to be a very nurturing person to, to sort of want to be um, so passionate within all of these Well, mediums. you know,
1: I, I don't know about nurturing. People seem to feel like they get some benefits when we have a conversation, mm-hmm. and it, I, I seem to have some sort of, I don't know, instinct about, I, I seem to be able to see what's going on. You know, I basically had not been in therapy myself, but I will always admired. And if I hadn't done the life I've had, I probably would have become a therapist because yeah. I'm fascinated by it. And I'm fascinated with helping women bring out their true selves and function as an individual uh, and not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And not be afraid to speak up when it comes to the male gender or whatever. And it's been a very... Rewarding uh, experience for me. I, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Has that been an intuitive?
1: I guess. Thing? I guess it's intuitive.
0: Like since you were a, a young woman, I mean, I mean, we were all still um, fighting for equality. Yes. And you've certainly been in that march.
1: I definitely have. I haven't physically marched,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've
1: absolutely been yeah. involved with it. Absolutely, because I think women. You know, I've, I've been just watching the Roosevelts on television and Eleanor uh-huh. Roosevelt. Right. And my son, who is a screenwriter, is just going to do a series about Eleanor Roosevelt. Excellent. And he read three books of hers, and he just thought they were that she was the most extraordinary woman. And here was a woman you know, who was not, let's say, not the most beautiful woman in the world, but beautiful inside and out all along, Mm -hmm. and was able to make changes for women as she went along, Mm -hmm. and that's very inspiring to me. I I really believe in equality, and I want the world to understand that we're all equal, and that we can all say what we want, Mm -hmm. and function correctly if we can.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your personal influences. I mean, you certainly have your own style. Um, What what You've got a Frida Kahlo shirt on. Yeah, Frida Kahlo
1: is my passion. Did you see the movie? I did, I did. So brilliant. I mean, it just said what a young woman with talent was able to do with her life, along with the tragedy that she had. And that was extraordinary. And I saw it many years ago, and then Stanley and I watched it the other night again and if I had had money (laughs) you know the person whose art I'd buy would be Frida Kahlo yeah yeah because she just said it all she said what her life was about in her work right and so uh, I just think women have to become women have to become individuals and they shouldn't be afraid of being an individual most people like to toe the mark I don't I'm in the opposite direction. I, I say what I like. I do what I like. I'm a proper person, but nevertheless, I'm not going along with the group. And I like women to feel that they can do whatever they need to do without consequences, if it's good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very interested in that, and I'm very interested in having women be equal and go along with their lives the way men do,
0: mm-hmm. you know. What 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 has developed? How did you develop your own style? How did you sort of cultivate that?
1: You know, it's so interesting. Um, I always had a feeling of what I wanted to wear. I don't know if it was cultivated or just was instinctive in me, you know. Mm -hmm. It just, I never wanted to have everything match. You know, I'm not interested in hat, shoes, bags, gloves. I'm interested in individuality. And I have a lot of people who after they speak with me, they try to copy what I do. I think that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. I think each woman, even if I speak with them and we have a conversation, has to have a life where they say, you know, Barbara does this. She wears one earring, she wears three belts, but I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to wear a hat, I'm going to put a stick pin, I'm going to do so So that it's not a copy that each woman has the feeling that she can express herself in, in her own way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a hard thing to do. And as far as me, I think it was just instinct. I never thought I'm going to do this and that. Mm-hmm. I never thought, I, I just want to wear one earring today. Mm-hmm. I just look at something and somehow... it. I, I guess it's in a very small way creating like a painter paints mm-hmm. his picture. Right. Like Stanley does or Shane Gefob does. Who's was a fantastic a painter who I... I'm privileged to have as a friend because of Stanley, but I just think it's important for each person to have to look at something and say, this is wonderful, I like that, but I'm gonna do it a different way. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if it happens. I mean, yes. it's a tough call, but I try. Right. I try.
0: Did, did you grow up with your father and your mother sort of having a creative freedom to, to explore? And then I imagine through your modeling, and acting, you were able to sort of harness all of this.
1: Yes. I think the modeling and acting helped. My 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 mother was a tough cookie. I loved her and she loved me, but she wanted she had an idea about what I should do and what my life should do. And it was really interesting because when I first started modeling, my mother, who was very involved in all the Jewish Hadassas and everything, although she was not a particularly religious person, but she was involved. Uh, um, and I said, You know, I'm going to do some modeling. And she said, You know, modeling is for whores. And I said, Really? And then it became very successful. And she came to me one day and said, You know, I have this big Hadassah event that I'm doing, and I'd love you to come and model and talk about it. I said, I can't because modeling is for whores. <laughs> so we crossed that bridge and we, you know, we yeah. loved each other. But we, she was difficult. We fought. My father, was just the most adorable thing since chicken liver I don't know he just was the sweetest nicest man he died very young at 62 of stomach cancer and that was a big loss Um, but my family you know they went to the opera uh, they went to the concerts they went to theater they went out dancing Mm -hmm. and I had a big mix of Russian and Jewish backgrounds because it was all cultures and my mother had a family. Uh, about four brothers and one sister. And one brother was lost in the war in his family mm-hmm. uh, in Europe because they never got over here. So I learned a lot about all of this kind of thing along with the modeling. I learned about life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say I'm involved in life because uh, I'm a person who watches a lot of news.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a person who doesn't usually watch television. Mm-hmm. But I'm a person who's interested in what's happening in art. Our world and our everyday life. And both my parents were as well. And they had a lot of, you know, events of musicality. And there was a wonderful Jewish actress called Molly Picon. Did you ever hear of her? She was very famous. Mm-hmm. And she and her husband Yankel had a place upstate New York where my parents did. And she brought in a whole atmosphere of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up, I'm not, as I say, I'm not a religious person, I am Jewish. Uh, but I'm not a religious person, but I'm very happy to be who I am. I'm very happy to have had the background that I grew up with because it's enabled me to go forward each day.
0: Yeah, you seem like an incredibly open person and without judgment or expectations, living... um literally in the
1: present moment. I am living in the present moment. I am a difficult person as well, and I am <laughs> a Scorpio person. And I do, I like what I like and I say what I say and I do what. I, so I'm not a piece of cake. But uh, but uh, I I accept other people. I'll fight with them about what they have to say. But I I like each person to have their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: I understand. So, I I imagine you've had incredible amount of highlights you know everything is probably a highlight somebody recently asked me that what's the highlight in your life it's like well it's all highlight yes
1: it is it's all highlighting
0: but is there um is there particular points that were maybe you know five highlights in your in your career that you could
1: share that were just magical moments that I think uh, I'll tell you a funny story about a highlight. There was this wonderful comedian called Alan Sherman. I don't know if you know about him. He was wonderful. And we were doing a television show, um, and he was the guest star. And they weren't feeding us. So I went and introduced myself to Alan. I said, ba-da-da-da, da, they're not feeding us. And he went and got us all food. We were five starving girls. And he came home with me, and one of the most fabulous things is my son who grew up to be a wonderful screenwriter, was a big fan of Alan Sherman. He played all his music. He tap-danced around the house. It was extraordinary. I brought Alan home. It was 12 midnight. He was very young. I went into the room and woke him up and gave him Alan. And they became great friends. And we became great friends until he died. Uh, And that was a big highlight for me because it was extraordinary to see someone who was so talented Take the time to make sure that we were okay. And for my son, I think it helped him in his playwriting career, in his movie career, because he had such encouragement from a guy like that. That was yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And one of the other experiences, of course, was rooting, working for Rudy Gernreich, yeah. who was a star among stars, mm-hmm. the sweetest, nicest, most wonderful guy. And that was quite extraordinary to be around him.
0: How, how did he... How did he think? Pick. I mean, like, how did he come up with? I mean, I grew up loving his work, seeing pictures of you. Um, literally, honestly, I mean. And um, how did he get inspired to create these? Well, you know, I think he,
1: he came from Germany. He was Jewish. He had to escape a lot of this stuff that was going on in Germany. He started career in as a dancer. Oh, okay. And I, I just think that he, you know, sometimes people just have the eye.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's they just know instinctively. They know. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was very funny. He said, "You know, anybody over sixty-five eventually is going to wear cap I said, "Really?" <laughs> you know, I was, <laughs> I, I love cap but I didn't believe that anybody over. So, but he was a very intelligent man, mm-hmm. and he just had the eye to do it, the instinct to do it, and. Uh, it was extraordinary having t- uh, time with him. The other wonderful thing is the friends that I've made mm-hmm. over the years. I have a huge amount of friends. We, Stanley and I have a huge amount of friends. And I love seeing the people in California. I love being with the people in New York. So I'm a, I'm a social animal. Of course, through the pandemic, I'm not a social animal. Mm-hmm. I'm in my house here or in my house there. But I, I love people. And I'm interested in people, and I'm interested in what they do and their creativity in life. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, the highlights are, of my life are my life, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was diagnosed in 2000 with breast cancer. Oh, okay. And I, um, I had a great surgeon. I had a lumpectomy. I had radiation. I had uh tamoxifen for five years wow. and voila we're in 2021 and i'm clean knock right. on wood oh, so, so that was an experience and stanley of course helped me through it uh and um we had a great doctor who gave him after the surgery uh, a cupcake and some apple juice <laughs> and uh she was just and she did her, i said she did the surgery in high-heeled shoes and Stud earrings, I said, you're for me. <laughs> so she had her own style, even while operating. You know, stud diamond earrings, high yeah. heel shoes, apple juice, and uh, you know, uh, a muffin. Perfect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So people inspire me, and yeah. life inspires me, and I'm always looking around the corner for the next interesting thing to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Let's let's talk about your eye and um, your your career as um sort of sourcing um items that that you showcase and share with people and people can acquire how how do you um do you want to talk a little bit about how that all comes about and what your inspirations are or what I your think, feeling
1: is. first of all i think it came about because everybody said when i was working all the time uh bring your own stuff so okay. i i must have grown up with it you know when I when I was a little girl and I was about ten, we were going to go on a holiday and I came home, uh, and my mother had laid out ten dresses on the bed, ten outfits, mm-hmm. and that was my big. I said, "Wow, you know." But I was really like ten or twelve years old, mm-hmm. and I think that inspiration just came to me because I never think about. I mean, I'm always planning outfits, but I don't. I do it like, at the last minute. I just look at something, and then. I just know what to put. I don't know why. It just seems to be something that's a part of me. I'm not sure exactly why. But people comment on it. They do comment on it. They do seem to like it. And uh, I have a very very supportive fella who comments on everything that I wear and is always interested in what's going on with me. And it's a great great support. You know. know, so that that's lovely, you know.
0: What, well, what about but what about your sourcing? Um, my sourcing, you your, know, for your for your
1: so business, you know, I so. don't talk about actual sourcing because no, it's my business. No, but, no,
0: no. But, but what I mean is, like, I'll, I'll be more specific. Not not where or, um, but you, you're. Do you are you attracted to objects based on uh, a magnetic energy or or just things that you're attracted to
1: you know i don't really know the answer to that because i will see something and somehow my eye goes towards it Mm -hmm. i I like a lot of vintage things and i like to mix and match so i can do something contemporary with something vintage Mm -hmm. um i mean for instance in my whole life i never wore blue jeans never wore blue jeans till i found a pair of blue jeans that was all crafted and cut up and painted and so i said i can wear that it was a regular blue jean was not my thing uh-huh. so my source my it i i think it's instinctive i i really don't know uh-huh. the answer to that
0: because uh-huh. i always feel that like <coughs> each object has an inherent energy like yes energy like for of, sure alchemy of uh if, if you talk about vintage things things that relate to the past
1: I think that's important because you take the past and you make it the present, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know. And so the people who are looking at this see something and they know it came from 1930s, but it belongs here today in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I just have the feeling when I look at something that, you know, I like it. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not particularly a modernist girl. Uh, I like to mix and match very much, but I'm, I'm... I'm closer to the antique world and the old-fashioned world somehow, and I like to mix that with. It. So it seems that I just put all that together as I go along. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm gonna ask you something that might be, you know, it's caught a little bit off guard, but good.
1: I'm
0: just curious. <laughs> yeah. You know, whether you're on the street in New York, I saw that lovely film um, with you and oh. Stanley. Oh, you saw it. Oh, I love, I love. Well, this. she's a
1: fantastic artist Rachel Fleet and she's now just doing a film with Selma Blair about multiple sclerosis which is branching her out into Mm -hmm. the real and the film that she did on uh, Stanley and me it's called Barbara and Stanley and Modern Romance yeah everybody take a look at it and see what you think it's on um, nowness.com it's on YouTube and Uh it keeps running and people come up who I don't know to talk about it but she is now doing a film that Selma Blair has the multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. and um, the film is getting great and it's opening up soon. Mm-hmm. So we were her first, yeah, and we're great friends. And she's a wonderful person. She's going to be a very famous mm-hmm. director. Um, and so th- you saw that. Did you like it?
0: I I loved it, and you know, I felt it was super intimate. I shared it with a lot of people. Oh, I thank you. Put good. it on my Instagram. Oh, good. I, everybody just. I sent it to everybody. I oh, good. Thank you. But my, my question is, is um, because it, it shares your life in New York, it shares Stanley's life in Los Angeles, and, yes. and both of you in the Los meeting. Angeles, yeah. both of you in New York, and it's, it's, it is it's so lovely. But my question, because um, I, I still have some of those scenes in my head of, of you, um, and just thinking about society today, mm. and, you know... Um, When you're on the street in New York, obviously it's a different crowd. It's a different environment and sense of place. And when you're on the street in Los Angeles, again, same thing. Mm -hmm. But you're amongst modern society. Um, If you could say something to the crowd, to the people uh, that you're walking by, you know, from your whole life career mm, mm, in, in life with mm. people and, and everything, what could you say, what would you want to say to
1: I think people? what I would want to say is be an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, find your own self and go on from there. Mm-hmm. Start from the beginning, add your life into pieces, put it all together. That will help you decide who you are, how you are, what you wear, how your future is going to be, don't follow the crowd try to be the one person you want to be by yourself and i think you'll have a great life so wow
0: i love that um and lastly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um how can people find you how can they how can they learn about you more
1: um they can watch the film per se they can google me you know i've never googled myself i don't do that uh, i have no idea what it is but i think if they google barbara flood um they could find me uh and you know i don't give out telephone numbers or anything sure, sure. but if they just google barbara flood you know uh, because we're in the world of this kind of world of google and internet and uh, mm-hmm. i'm in the world of the talking on the old-fashioned telephone. Yeah, you know. yeah, I still talk on the phone. Most people don't. Most people have thrown away their phones. They're now on their iPhones. I'm on my my, bigger, my, my regular phone in my house. But if they just looked up Barbara Flood or Googled, they could find and and they, they would know sort of how to find me, yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: they'll find your films. They'll, they'll find, find
1: the modeling. films. They'll, they'll find, find the modeling, you. and then we'll go on from there. We'll right. see. Right,
0: right. Is, it, so, is there anything else you would like to share? No,
1: I just want to say how nice it is of you to do this. I'm so happy to do this. And I, I want the world to get better. I really do. We're at a big crossroads now. We're half and half.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: world is divided into half. And until we can come together, there's never going to be a future.
0: And how do you... What What do you think we can do to come together? What I don't
1: know the answer to that because I've seen such extremes. Yeah. On both sides that I don't know the answer to that. I just hope that if people thought about it and thought about wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a life where everybody, even if you don't agree, could get along. Yeah. It would be a different world. Uh, and I'm I, I, I try to do that in my life uh, every day and I'm just hoping people will think about it and and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Tune in. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know? And so, and and what do you I know this is another question. I can't stop asking you questions, but okay, this will be my last. Okay. <laughs> what what do you spend your time doing these days in the between this you know pandemic and everything like
1: that? I've done a lot of reading. You know, I like to read, and I'm a late person. I go to bed late. I sleep late. When I, when I was modeling all the time, I had to change that. Uh-huh. But now I sleep. I go to bed late, and I sleep late, and I do a lot of reading. Uh, I try not to watch too much television, but sometimes there are programs that you have to watch or you have to see. And I talk on the phone with my friends, and now that we're allowed to go out a little bit you know, for the first time in a year I'm trying to see people in person with my mask mm-hmm. and just hoping that each day will get better.
0: Yeah, I think as people meet you know, like you say, everybody's kind of got this inner perspective that Yes. this sort of They've taken a personal inventory over the last year, and they come out and they're like, "Okay, let's let's be better. Let's 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 try. Yeah,
1: if we could just try. you know, <laughs> have one day mind. at a time. Have an open mind, and we'll see what happens. You know, let me all know what you think. Uh, you can, as I say, you can always send my my Instagram is floods closet, so you can always look on that and send a note. And i just like the world to be happier, friendlier. I'd like us to enjoy each day instead of wondering, "Oh my goodness, what's going to be next?" Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much. It was a pleasure.
0: Oh, it was a great honor. I'm I'm, oh. I'm overjoyed by oh. this, and I know that you're gonna inspire um, so many individuals. And I know just spending uh, the time that I have with you the oh, last day. Joy. Thank you. Um, my heart is
1: brightened oh thank you so much that's the sweetest thing thank you so much to be continued
0: yes